Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, 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 look. Here, welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm Megan O'Donnell. If you haven't forgotten, in the past year and nine months since I have been consciously uncoupling from Bravo Happy Hour, you know, sometimes you've got to divorce yourself from a toxic situation. So, Happy New Year, everybody! It's 2023. Last time we spoke was in April 2021, which the thought of that. Makes my body feel awkward, anxious, and all of the worst feelings possible. So here I am today, January 23rd, my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, ML. We've got some good news. I've got some updates. And I just wanted to chat with you guys before I get into the thick of things because I believe I owe my loyal listeners and friends of the pod and everybody who has Help me get to this point. A little bit of an explanation. However, we're going to start off on a really good note. The first great note that I want to bring back, and I hope this is great for you guys too, based on some of my DMs, I think some people will be happy that Bravo Happy Hour is officially coming back. Pause for applause. Anybody? Anybody? I'm actually recording this at a place in Astoria called QED, which is actually the location where I attended a Real Housewives trivia. We did win. Let's not forget who the real winners at that trivia game were. Don't worry. But I was hanging out with some of my friends who are loyal podcast guests, Mercedes, Jasper, Angelica, Christina, and we had just won trivia I was riding on a high like I'd never felt before and we went out for a couple drinks and dinner after and we were talking about Bravo and how much I love it and how much I love podcasting Bravo Happy Hour was actually my second podcast I had a pop culture news show called I Know You Didn't Ask which fucking great name I still own the domain for it because I feel like in eight years, I'm going to kind of do what I'm doing right now, but for that show, and be like, welcome back. It's been 10 years. Who missed me out of my 237 listeners out of like the 50 episodes I put out? But that's besides the point. So we were sitting at a restaurant right after this trivia night, and I came up with the idea for Bravo Happy Hour. I knew I wanted to do it. This was back in September of 2018, so it's been a minute. And 
I knew I wanted to do a show. I knew I wanted it to be about Bravo. I knew I wanted it to be about the news because I think calling this crap that we talk about the news, I think is funny. It's kind of the news that I enjoy. It's really bad. Their world is actually a dumpster fire. But, you know, when I'm done with work and when I'm done with my day, I want to sometimes just soak up the dumbest shit ever and talk about people and, you know, discuss Kim Zolciak's hair or her first marriage or her tax liens. You know, there's... (laughs) She's so multifaceted. So much more we need to dig into with her. But the show was really exciting for me. It was kind of the first thing I've done creatively that was successful. And it was just a pleasure. It was an absolute pleasure to do. I loved doing it. When I first started the show, I had a pretty small potatoes job. I was, you know, 24 or something. And, uh, you know, my job really didn't have that much responsibility I was still growing, and so I was really able to spend, (laughs) don't don't tell my bosses this, but, you know, four to five hours a day working on this show, scouring Facebook and scouring Reddit and going through blogs and rewatching old episodes. And so I really had so much time before and after work, in addition to at work, to work on the show. And so fast forward some time, the show's doing great. I'm so happy with the show, mind you, (laughs) my personal life. And it started getting to a point where my career was growing, which is a great thing. This is what I wanted. I want money. Hello. That's why I work. I I don't want to produce videos for fun. I, I do work for money. So, you know, fast forward to March of 2020, the pandemic. Surprise. We're stuck inside, which was great. Yay. That time, I, like everybody else, was a little bit lost, a little bit confused. I really thought it was just going to be like summer camp. Like I remember leaving my office on like March 13th and we all were kind of saying goodbye to each other. And it was like, see you in three weeks, (laughs) you know, hags. And, you know, fast forward, we have never been back to the office in a mandatory way. Um, So at that point, I kind of was given that time again to work on the show and to really focus on the show, which was great. Again, I'm working video and photo production. So sometimes the shoots that I would be working on weren't in New York. So travel was put to a stop. All productions were put to a stop. And so I was really given months and months to really work on the show in a way that I hadn't really had the time to before. So I was working, 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 all good. And then, you know, I I think a lot of people started feeling intense burnout with the pandemic, with what was going on in our society, politics, you know, personal things. Fast forward again to about, you know, January of 2021, I was in a place where my job was really picking up again. I started suggesting, you know, as a young scrappy producer, I was offering to go on trips. I was offering to do productions. And again, the nature of what production is is incredibly difficult to do under the restrictions of COVID. So again, like we saw it on Bravo shows, we saw these people really struggling to have productions flow properly. You'd see, like, I think it was on Beverly Hills where they took like a two or three week break in filming because someone had COVID or a couple people had COVID. And we kind of kept seeing it on other shows. And so it's, you know, obviously small potatoes on the projects I was working on in comparison, but still, you know, a lot of stop and go. The pressure started getting a lot stronger you're starting to be on sets that are very high stress because people are unsafe. They feel nervous about being on set. However, they have to work to make money. 
but you know ultimately at the end of the day when you're doing like a toothpaste commercial like sometimes it feels like your life could be a little bit trivial on the projects you're working on and that you're like needing to do this bullshit to <laughs> have money to live to have insurance to hopefully save you if you are sick I, I don't know I- I'm-, I'm not really reinventing the wheel here talking about how COVID fucked us all up but it was kind of getting to a point where my job was then no longer allowing me to spend three four five hours a day messing around on the internet finding all these weird conspiracy things and you know these dark dark web <laughs> articles on lipstick alley talking about these random bravo liberties I was really kind of put in a place where I was, you know, working from about 8.30 to about 7 o'clock every night. So at that 7 o'clock mark, you know, the last thing I wanted to do was then, like, get out my microphone, open up my laptop again, and do hours of work and hours of prep. And again, I really enjoy this show. I've always really enjoyed it. Even when I wasn't doing it, I was longing for this outlet. However, it's a lot of work the nature of my show is a weekly news show. And so that's a lot of work for one week. You know, it's not only just finding all the information that we're going to talk about, it's organizing it and expanding on the information that I do want to tell. You know, I never tried to just give a stupid story. I tried to give little bits and bits and bops and things people might not have known about these people or heard about these people because, you know, that's the fun. Now, those are the little nuggets of information that I find funny and enjoy. Producing the show, prepping the show, getting everything ready, all within a week's time frame, and then editing the show and doing social media. Like, it just started getting to a point where I was looking at my life and I'm thinking, you know, does this show even serve me? Am I getting any joy out of it? Is now this just another really intense full time job? Which, yes, it became one. And honestly, the pressure just became too much. And it wasn't pressure from society or my parents or my friends. Like, Nobody told me to do anything. Nobody ever said start a podcast, please, like with a gun to your head. Yeah, fucking right. Everyone wants me to shut up, not talk more and talk alone into a microphone. It's depressing and lame. But I just got to a point where like I physically couldn't do it anymore. And the thought of recording would give me like crippling anxiety and I couldn't get out of it. And, you know, I don't really have creative outlets I was like never like good at singing I was never good at art or you know math in school and so you know I always felt like I was like looking for my thing and when I did Bravo Happy Hour and it became pretty successful kind of quickly like it just was exciting for me to feel like I found my thing and then to get to a point where like I feel like I'm not able to do it like I physically can't do it um this is so lame that I'm getting emotional but again this has been a year and nine months in the making this episode I've even thought of recording 10,000 times the amount of times I've taken microphones out and tried to do this and I physically couldn't like you know it's a block it's a physical block when your brain and anxiety like cannot move past you know a certain feeling um so So I finally kind of got to a place um, a couple months ago, um, you know, I was finding all of these ways to try to find, you know, I was trying to find all of these things to be my creative outlet. I took a screenwriting class and fucking hated it. I I was doing all of these other little projects here and there, like trying to find what I can do to be creative, you know, outside of, 
you know, my job, which, you know, on paper looks creative, but like as a producer, I'm fucking crunching numbers all day and negotiating salaries. Like I'm not, you know, building a set. Like I, you know, you hire people to do that. That's literally the nature of my job. Back in the summertime, I was really starting to kind of think about what I wanted to do with my life, like where my life is going. I ended up leaving the company I'd been working for for years, which was a really hard transition too. I kind of realized, you know what, I want a little bit of a lighter schedule. You know, I still want to do production. And I ended up getting a job at Rent the Runway, which was amazing. I worked there for one whole month, you guys. And after a month of working there, they ended up doing layoffs that laid off 25% of their corporate staff. I literally went in one day and just found out I was fired. It was truly like gut-wrenching and if you know me and if you've listened to the fucking last 12 minutes you know like I might teeter on a little bit of like a work addiction and and feeling productive and making money like those are things I like to do and you know much to you know my anxiety chagrin you know I like to work I like to work hard I like to do things I like to be good at what I do so getting laid off you know amongst so many like incredible other colleagues like has never happened to me before and, you know, it felt like kind of a punch in the gut. I had left a good job. I had all of these, you know, good things happening. You know, I have a boyfriend and I live with him now. I have a dog and he has a cat. Like, things are so good in so many parts of my life. So at that point, I had, you know, kind of been back to square one. Do I start looking for new jobs? Do I do this? Do I, you know, what do I do? And like the thought of the podcast, like never really even came up. So at a certain point I was having some time off and I ended up like journaling and found out that, you know, I just felt like I was creatively stunted. I I felt like, you know, this quote unquote dream job of mine slipped away and now I'm back to where I was and I'm, you know, actually like even more upset with the situation. So I started just kind of freestyling and thinking about what I wanted to do and what's next for me. So I started kind of tinkering on this idea, tinkering on this idea and working towards a new type of show, which is great. Not Bravo related. It will be a little bit, but again, TBD. Um, (laughs) This is all future Megan. So basically I just got to a point where I was like, fuck it. Why won't I podcast? Why am I so scared to do this again? Why do I feel like I have stripped myself from some, I have stripped myself from something that brought me so much joy for so long. And I'm just scared. I'm insecure. I feel like I forgot what I'm doing. I feel like 7,000 Bravo podcasts are out there. I I feel all these horrible things. And I feel like I've let my, you know, listeners down, myself down, everybody down, when that's really not the case. You know, I don't think, you know, people are as hard on me as I am. And So I'm here today to tell you guys, Bravo Happy Hour is back. We're going to be tweaking it a little bit. So basically on the last day of every month, we will be doing Bravo news for that month. I cannot keep up with the weekly news cycle, nor do I want to. There was literally episodes where there was maybe like one news story that was interesting and then four filler stories. Like I remember one particular story that was in the New York Post. I don't know. I think it was page six because the Roni girls always (laughs) give their stories to page six. But it was that Countess Luann got an IV drip and like they named it after her like I remember that was a story I had to like quote unquote report on so we're going to be moving it to the month as a whole which I think will give us a little bit more you know hot topics rather than 
yeah, IV bags and, you know, someone returning a pair of shoes at Barney's. Barney's is not even open anymore. That's how fucking out of touch I am. Besides that, so we'll be doing one monthly news episode a month. And then the weekly episodes will basically just be bonus episodes, deep dives into weird interests that I have. Like, I want to know everything there is to know about Randall Emmett, that motherfucking pervert. I want to get back into doing one season wonders. Harry and Lisa, or Lisa Loves Harry, whatever that dog shit show is that Lisa Rinna was on. I want to recap it. I want to recap all 10 episodes, more than you can ever freaking imagine. Um, I was working on a pretty wild recap before I abruptly ended Bravo Happy Hour. Just a hiatus, not ending. I shouldn't say that. It's not final. Nothing's final in this world. Uh, so that's coming out soon. I've just been rewatching Pretty Wild, which, of course, there's like the iconic Alexis Nyers calling, you know, Nancy Joe Sales from Vanity Fair talking about the piece about her wearing Louboutins in court. But this show has so many incredible moments pre and post that scene that, you know, I need to spend at least 10 hours discussing it. There's a lot going on. I have ideas out my ass. I don't want to give everything away because I don't want these fucking poachers, these young new podcasters coming in and snatching ideas. So basically that's, what's going to come out soon. We got bonus episodes. We do have some news and I'm going to give myself a little bit of grace. Doing a show like this allows me to pre-record episodes, so when I get another job, it allows me to work on nights and weekends with a little bit more grace to myself. It gives me a little bit more time to work on things. I can kind of pre-record things, and it's not as topical as a weekly news show. So I hope you guys are excited for this new iteration of Bravo Happy Hour. Again, I really appreciate people reaching out to me, and I'm sorry for being like a literal deadbeat. Like, I can't explain why and I'm sorry that I let people down and that I probably didn't respond to dms and was ghosting and this is all to say I am so damn excited to come back to Bravo Happy Hour to feel confident again I'm in a studio this feels really cool I'm just excited and I hope you guys are excited too. And please send me ideas. Send me ideas for guests because I forgot how to do all of this. I feel like I'm getting my sea legs again. Shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com if you want to say what's up. If you want to say, screw you, I'm never listening again. I don't care what you have to say. But just know that I'm here. I'm going to be better on social media. I'm always consistent with episodes, I will say. That is one thing I'm good at. <laughs> give myself a compliment while I'm while I'm here so that's pretty much a wrap next week's episode will be January 2023 news in review I got another podcast coming out ladies and gents hold on to your caps because that one's gonna be very fun very different and a new niche it's not Bravo related it's culinary arts related so that's all I'm giving you for now thank you so much for listening again Hit me up at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your feelings. Let me know if we all fucking think Jen Shaw should have had more than 6.5 years in prison. And we've got a lot, a lot of news to discuss when the first episode of the new Bravo Happy Hour is back. Thank you so much. Love you, mean it. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe I'm podcasting again. Oh my gosh. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.